0: In the life of a company, there are many changes. There could be changes in go-to-market strategy, there could be changes in leadership. Behind each of these changes, there are repercussions on things like organization structure, people, systems, and processes that a lot of people don't really talk about. It is left to the execution part of things. HR has a very big role to play in the execution part of any strategic decision. But do they often get a seat at the table, and do they get to make the contribution that they're actually trained to make? Let's close the loop. For this. Joining me on Close the Loop is Shobana Kailash. Shobana is the group CHRO of Hubilo, a leading event tech company. And prior to Hubilo, she was uh, in senior HR positions with companies like Freshworks and Amazon. Shobana, welcome to Close the Loop.
1: Thank you, Srini. Happy to be here. Thank you.
0: So, right off the bat, what are some of the changes that you've seen, uh, strategic changes that a company goes through in their uh, lifetime?
1: Um, let me sort of contextualize this to uh, a SaaS organization. I think um, a company goes through a number of changes. Uh, if I have to talk just about the strategic ones, uh, leadership changes yeah. like right-click you, right-click called out. And as the company matures and gets more funding, I think uh, it tries to scale organizations. Mm-hmm. And scaling can be in terms of headcount. It can be in terms of you know just revenue. It can be right. in terms of diversifying the product mm-hmm. portfolio, uh, going from you know single product or multi-product to platform yeah. play. So these are some of the strategic changes that a company goes through.
0: Now in these changes, like all of these changes are like these are the things that actually make the headlines, mm-hmm. right? But behind each of them, uh, I'm sure that there is uh, an impact that is felt on, uh, because you can't just make such a big change and expect that the rest of the organization will automatically fit into it. So what are some of the the impacts that you see that, that, that happens in the back end, if we can call it that?
1: Right. So the primary impact is on people uh, from an HR standpoint. Uh, so, when organizations change, when they go through these transitions, I think uh, there is most likely an impact of how the organization gets organized, you know, what does a structure look like? Um, you know, Let me take an example uh, without being very broad based in my answers. Let's take an example of uh, transitioning from a sales led to a product led, PLG motion, right? Both of these are two distinct gtm motions go to market uh, motions to drive your revenue growth and uh, they have their own processes i look at sales led as more as a linear mm-hmm. you know your marketing brings in your sales qualified leads which right. then gets handed over to sales right. they nurture it mm-hmm. they warm up the leads they sell they convert the leads and, and each then, of that is a
0: team each of that
1: is a team yeah. Right. so one team has to finish their process for the next team to sort yeah. of begin yeah. Yeah. And it is quite linear in that sense. And then your CX teams come in, which takes care of retentions and renewals and you know, the farming. So whereas in product-led, I think uh, all of this can happen in parallel. And your product is your hero. Yeah. Your pr- customers embark on a journey where they're discovering products for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know They are identifying what is our problem statement and how does each of these yeah. products solve, right? So your product has to be robust. Yeah. It has to be really competitive. The pricing has to be super clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's a lot of automation involved in right.
0: PLG. But uh, quite often what I've seen is, and I've been, I've been in companies that have gone through these changes, is that HR is often you know, the last person in the chain in, in a way, right? So it's always the leadership and the business who take these decisions. Uh, but I don't get the feeling that they honestly think through the entire impact. Is that something that you've seen?
1: Yeah, I've been in the industry for over two decades now, yeah. and I don't get the feeling that yeah. HR is involved uh, right Why in the initial discussions. I think it's a credibility that unfortunately, HR has established in the company. Okay. We have been more of a you know service oriented function as right. opposed to you know taking the forefront, mm. leading the change right. and sort of informing uh, decision making. Right. Uh, but I, times are changing, you know, mm-hmm. there are there are many organizations which in many organizations, the CEOs uh, have come from HR, right? right? Unilever is a great example. Right. So I think um, times are changing and HR is also upskilling the business acumen and you know, mm-hmm. they, their understanding the depth of understanding of the business okay. is also improving.
0: And is it, is it really because, I mean, I mean HR also, I mean, if you look at the uh, top flight uh, HR executives like yourself, and I mean, you all have a great experience, you're highly qualified, some of them go to the best uh, institutes that train HR people like XLRI and all that. So there's, the acumen, I think, is there, but is it really a question of getting a platform mm-hmm. internally to say that, look, I want to hear your voice. Yes. Is it given, it's not just about whether the person has the acumen, but will the CEO turn to you, I mean, to HR and say that, okay, I, have, I want to take this decision, yeah. but I want to hear your input
1: on this. In my case, yes. Mm. You know, uh, but I'm not sure if, I, I hear people, And when I mentor people, when I go yeah. to these uh, you know, networking events, I do hear a lot of whining more than you know, saying, you know, I, I'm able to lead from the front, yeah. I have a seat at the table. Yeah. Seat at the table is not just bringing in HR to give the analytics and you know, the overall headlines of how HR is doing. Mm. It's also about involving them in the decision making. Uh, and uh, we cannot generalize and say, you know, in, in every company it is like this. CEOs don't involve. Right.
0: So, what would be the best way? Like, let's say that no one is going to magically flip the coin and say that okay, I'm going to start involving HR. What should HR leaders and managers do? Like, in in the, in a situation like you mentioned, let's say your company has taken a decision to go from a sales to a product-led motion, mm-hmm. and you you hear about it as a HR leader. What are some of the proactive steps that HR can take mm-hmm. to make sure that there are some, There's some original thought that's coming in that others have not
1: thought. I think um, there are a few dimensions that HR has to think through. One is uh, the organization is changing. There are, the skill sets are going to change because, you know, you, you, of course, you need to organize differently. Yeah. Uh, product is your hero, so you have to think about bringing in more design thinkers on board. Yeah. Uh, jobs are not going to be jobs anymore. It's going to be roles. roles. People are going to be play multiple roles that goes beyond their defined job description. It could be community-based role, it could be ad hoc roles, it could be project-based roles, you know, that they could do one time and then, you know, move over to, And as time goes by, these roles also evolve, right? So we should expect that roles will migrate from one function to another, mm. right? A social media marketing could sit in marketing now, it could move under product, you know, mm. product could organize as pods, just like how engineering organizes. Mm-hmm. So these are changes that one should expect and HR should learn and adapt themselves to manage these kind of roles and expectations that come from people that are playing these roles You right. have to think about reward differently we have to think about how do we hire mm. right? like I said not just looking at formal education Correct. we have to look at what people bring to table
0: for, a, for an HR executive or leader to have that perspective what kind of training that do they need to give themselves to be able to even have this conversation?
1: Yeah, yeah. so it it goes beyond HR training. I think uh, they have to be very deeply Mm. ingrained with the business. They have Mm. to sit in and listen to every conversation and not just shut themselves off saying, you know, this is a marketing conversation. This is a pricing conversation. It doesn't concern me. Mm. They have to be really in the thick of things, understand what's going on. And uh, I think ask the right questions. Mm. Be humble, ask the right questions. Be on a constant now just flip the switch and be on a constant mode of learning. Correct. That is very critical, and uh, putting your learning to right. practice is also important.
0: Yeah, I think most M As fail uh, at the integration stage. I think on paper, I think they work out the synergies really well, but it's only when they start uh, integrating teams and org structures. So any any. Uh, blind spots that that exist which you want to call out when integrating companies
1: Yeah I think there are many blind spots like you, you know rightly pointed out we can do a clear 30 60 90 day plan on paper you know have a, a solid team mm-hmm. integration team yeah. and uh, roles assigned for each of each and everybody. But there are, uh, you know, 9 out of 10 times integrations fail because of people and egos and cultures clashing, not because the deal was not structured right. Yeah. All the deal structuring is also very key and I'll talk about it in a moment. Right. So um, blind spot one, let me start with the you know, the easier one, which is the deal structuring. Like, typically deals are structured when you're acquiring, say, a small company is acquiring another small company. So deal is structured in a way where uh, the founders will stay with the company to sort of you know, help the company succeed mm-hmm. for some time at least. You know, we need them. We don't want to lose the IP. Right. We don't want to lose the you know the knowledge That's and that. the networks that come. Yeah. So we tend to keep the founders on board for some time, yes. and then we sort of slowly we retire transition them, and, out, yeah. transition them. Right. So structuring the compensation in a way that you know there is milestone payments and not everything goes out upfront is important. Mm-hmm. So and one cannot sort of rest thinking that okay we've set up milestone payments which is based on tenure and uh, them achieving certain targets and relax right the targets have to be realistic Correct. otherwise you know if, if they realize that they're not going to earn anything out of the deal you know they might as well <laughs> yeah. take off there is a flight risk there as
0: well finally if let's say you were to address the audience uh, largely our HR uh, what would be a few thing, words of advice that you would give them to uh, start playing a bigger role Uh, in, in, you know, the organizational change aspect, which follows a strategic decision?
1: I think, um, you know, there's no shortcut to hard work. Mm. Um, Earning a seat at the table is easy, but sustaining that and building that credibility is hard. So, invest in yourself, uh, be humble, uh, continuously learn. You know, Learn the business. There is absolutely no shortcut. Mm-hmm. You have to be present in every meetings and uh, present and listen. Not to respond or react, but listen to come up with solutions mm-hmm. that solves business problem. I think you will have to be really the partner for your CEO. And uh, think a few steps ahead and uh, think not just in terms of, you know, will the business strategy work and what does it mean for HR. But also think about... What can this change uh, cost in terms of ramifications Mm. a few months, few years down the line? And how do you then think about your entire workforce, not just upskilling yourself, but how do you sort of uh, upskill or uh, up the learning quotient of the entire organization? You you need to put Mm. the company on a path of profitability. Mm. And that's not just the CEO's job. Uh, You also have a huge part to play. And uh, one has to be really assertive when it comes to, Managing hiring, mm. you know, don't, it, don't be an order taker, don't <laughs> get carried away, right? you may have money today, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, look at the runway, look at you know, whether you critically, whether you need that person on board. And I think one can get very creative uh, in today's world with all these employer of record providers, solution providers like uh, remote and deal and papaya. Mm-hmm. I think you can hire anywhere. You know, the world is pretty much your playground. Yeah. So uh, times are hard. There's layoffs everywhere and restructuring, Correct. and there is this sense of insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a huge part to play. Uh, and just assuaging concerns. And concerns, people. yes, keeping people, that is assuring people. I assuring people.
0: Thanks so much. I think the, those are great points, and I'm sure that our audience will really value uh, your inputs. Thanks, uh, Shubna, for joining.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Srini. Wonderful being here today and uh, meeting your crew as well.
0: Thank you.